2: Mega parody on that song. They How about sh- that? Why haven't they? Why haven't they thought of that? Because Walter Egan probably won't let them.
1: You are the ultra mega. Oh!
2: <laughs> you are the mega king anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think that's hilarious. This is Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. And uh, our guest uh, for this segment uh, actually hit my radar when I saw a story of something I've never heard of in my life. Now, I've got to tell you the kind of dork that I am. I'm preparing for retirement at some point in the near future. Now, oh, really? In the future, in the future. Oh, okay. Not near future, but uh, in the future. And I was at a pawn shop, and I bought a metal detector. Uh, because I had credit with the pawn shop, and I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll use this. I, I tried it, like, twice. you got to dig a lot. Because these yeah. metal detectors go down. But I-, I then I read this story about magnet fishing. Magnet fishing. Like, you go to a bridge... You have a strong magnet, and you put it over over the edge, and you see what is down there. And so we want to welcome into the program uh, somebody who was named in this article, Jared Coker, uh, also known as at Jared R. Coker on Twitter. Uh, Welcome to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. How are you, my friend?
3: I'm doing good. I've been very uh, busy lately with uh, finishing up college and just kind of traveling all over between there and where I live, but I think now that I'm back home, I'll be able to relax a little bit. (laughs) And fielding all these interviews, or are we the first one? Uh, As far as magnet
2: fishing goes, you're the first one. Well, I'm excited about it. Where did you first hear about magnet fishing?
3: So... Randomly, one day, I was just kind of in bed watching a bunch of YouTube videos, and I started getting recommendations for, like, these other magnet videos because some of them got a ton of views because it was a fairly new concept then. So I watched one, and obviously, you know how YouTube works. You watch one video, suddenly your whole recommendation is flooded with that same kind of topic. So I just kept watching these videos, and I was like, man, that looks so fun. I want (laughs) to pony up a few dollars and get me one of those magnets. (laughs) And eight hours later, <laughs> from watching those videos, you got into it. <laughs> yep.
1: No, that's funny. So, so tell us the story. Kind of set this up for us uh,
3: with with what you caught. Like in any specific outing? Yeah, or just like, like d- the best d- thing I've ever done.
1: Well, tell me. Well, I mean, tell me some interesting things you've caught, and then lead up to the to the best thing. Yeah, because
2: the original thing was the safe. That yeah, was the yeah, First yeah. picture I saw. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we want to know what was in the
3: safe, Her- uh, Geraldo Rivera. Uh, but go ahead. <laughs> well, actually. The very first time I ever took it out to use it was actually a pretty memorable one. I took it. All right, so basically to set it up, I live about 30-ish, 45 minutes away from a really popular fishing lake. It's a really big lake. It's one that's got, like, at least in four different sections, there's roads running over spans of it. So I'm like, all right, that's like a heavy traffic area. We'll have, like, fishing people around. We'll have just people driving over. I want that to be the first spot I ever really tried this thing, And mind you, since it's, you know, one of those kind of lake bridges with kind of like a state highway kind of road running over it, right? I throw it out there, and the thing is like 30 feet deep. <laughs> it was crazy. So I'm like, if I get anything on here, I'm going to have a, a heck of a pole just to drag it all the <laughs> way up there. You need a winch. <laughs> I know. I wish I had like a pulley system, but – Eventually, I think I find a couple smaller little trinkets at first, just kind of the normal like fishing lures and little scrap metal you'd find around there. And then finally, I, for the first time in my life, I feel it really connect onto something big. And with these magnets, you can tell whether you're snagged or whether you connect onto something because you can actually feel it clamp down. Okay. And as I'm pulling this thing up, I'm like, "Man, I'm struggling. What is this?" And Obviously, due to the location, it being a big bridge over a span of lake where boats are running all the time, it was a big uh, boat anchor.
2: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> not
3: like a not like those giant, yeah, you know, cliche <clears throat> classic shaped ones. It was just like a circular thing. It was a couple, it it almost looked more like a propeller, but it was it was an anchor and. Not sure why someone dropped it off there because it was in perfectly good shape. I think I still have it. Wow. Uh, we're, we're talking
1: to Jared Coker. Uh, he caught our attention because eventually you went you went magnet fishing. And tell us about the safe. Tell us how this happened because, you know, I, I think of that as being something that would almost be too heavy to pull up.
2: Right. And, oh, yeah. and why would anybody throw a safe over a bridge? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I know. So basically, this actually happened just a matter of weeks ago. I was still down in Missouri where I had been going to school. And mind you, I'd just come off a big stint where I hadn't actually magnet fished in roughly a year. I hadn't even posted a YouTube video in roughly a year just because of financial stuff. But since I had finally gotten a new magnet, because, you know, you can't get too attached to those things, you'll lose them every now and then, getting snagged or, snuck on, or stuck on something. So I find this bridge out in the middle of nowhere with a decently deep-looking river running under it. And I'm just going to use this magnet for the first time. going to finally try to film another video. Starts off decent. I feel a couple connections. I think I pull up a big pair of pliers or something, a couple other pieces of metal. And finally, I connect onto something huge, and I can barely move this thing, and the current is so strong that every time I lift it up off the ground it kind of pops off the magnet. So I'm playing around with this thing for a little while. I bring it up once enough to see it's a big box, but then it falls right back down. So about an hour goes by. I kind of stop feeling with it because I'm like, oh, there's no way this thing's ever gonna ever going to come up. I may as well just go look for other stuff. Right. But then by chance, later on, I got back on it again. And I think even in the video, you can see I change up my plan. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to try to drag the whole thing up. I'm just going to try to, get on it, keep it under the water, and just shimmy my way across the bridge till I'm over at the bank, and I'll set it down over there where I can just walk down and go get it myself. So that's what I did, and sure enough, I get there, and there's the unmistakable uh, set of numbers and, like, a combination thing. I'm like, wow, I finally did it. It's an actual safe.
1: Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy.
3: This is something that's not too terribly uncommon. I've definitely heard of other people finding stuff like that, seen videos and whatnot. But this was the first time I'd ever found one. And obviously there's no way to know 100% for sure, but the most logical explanation for a, a safe, an empty safe, to be out in a river is that someone probably stole it, robbed someone, and then took what was no in sense. it and just dumped yeah. it out in the middle of nowhere so no one could find it. So it was empty. It was empty, unfortunately. Oh. Just a ton of water. That's why I couldn't bring it up. So was Just the facing upwards. Was the door open? The door wasn't open, but in the back, I'm not. It looked like a flap had been cut out of it, almost. Ah,
2: gotcha, gotcha. Like that's
3: how they got in or something.
2: Well, Jared, uh, I would like to know because I've never shopped for a uh, a magnet fishing magnet. Uh, where do you get something like that?
3: Uh, There's actually a lot of magnet fishing-based companies that have sprung up over the years. I know the past two magnets I've gotten are a really good deal from a site called Muscular Magnetics. It's like, they do like, and all these companies do this, it's like bundle deals. Like, you can get a decently mid-range magnet somewhere, kind of like the middle range of of how strong they are, because they can vary. And these package deals will come with, like, the rope and some gloves and some thread lock to keep, or to keep the the little uh, eye bolt, I think that's what it's called in place, yeah. so that you know your magnet doesn't come right off the rope and carabiner. Right, right. Have you
2: found anything that other than the like the boat anchor and an empty safe? Have you found anything that was actually valuable? Because
3: I'm thinking a magnet wouldn't work on gold, right? No. Like somebody... There's only a there's only a select group of metals that are magnetic. Like unfortunately. Can and aluminum—they're not magnetic, but I guess that's a good thing because then I'd just be dragging up old (laughs) aluminum cans all day long. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, aluminum these days might get a gun every
1: once in a while, right? Yeah, Yeah, no. I I have
3: found uh, two guns in my time. Whoa! And what did you do with them? Well, the first one. Well, the second one I actually kept. I still have, and like, it's not a danger. So you know, it's not like I'm feel any risk keeping it around it doesn't work it's too rusty it was down there too long but the first one i actually called in the police for because it was like a it was i'm not too familiar with like guns and gun brands but it was like a four foot long like remington rifle wow okay i found that off in some country bridge that used to be a road but kind of got switched up to be like a walking trail but it runs over a span of lake had a lot of luck there i actually found both guns there but for the rifle, I actually phoned in the uh, local police, and I guess they had better things to do that day. So <laughs> I wound up having I wound up having to take it in myself and hand it off like outside of their own parking lot. Wow, that's which that's crazy. was kind of a hassle, but it was it's a cool story. Unfortunately, <laughs> I never did get it back. I forgot to uh, request that if they didn't find any sort of serial number or the owner or something Any like sort of that. case or record connected to it that yeah. i would have liked to have it back so i guess i'll probably never see that
2: one again but well interesting i am I'm, I'm glad we had you on second amendment radio on the great outdoors because i think you know people are going to hear your story and go you know what i'm going to go online I'm and am go going try a, that yeah i'm going to get me <laughs> yeah. a big old magnet too with a winch
3: it's pretty fun i would it's bring a actually, winch yeah it's a lot like real fishing though you know it's except you know the bait will never move it's either yeah. there or it's not it's, you know?
1: it's a good point yeah uh, jared uh, coker our guest today on second amendment radio in the great outdoors now besides catching things out of rivers you also catch snakes uh how did yes. that how did that get started
3: well that was a long time ago i'm 22 now i started actually like trying to find snakes when i was 13 I think I'd been watching some of those like nature shows, you know, the type of show that says don't try this at home at the (laughs) beginning, but of course I wanted to try it at home. So I don't know why it was snakes in general. Maybe it's because I just thought they'd be easier to catch in theory, not having legs and stuff, but Um, I got my first one when I was 13, kind of right outside my house. And mind you, I'm making it sound like I was kind of dumb about this, but I at least had the knowledge to study up, like, every species in my area and know which was which and whatnot, so I knew uh, only to handle the non-venomous ones, (laughs) because if they bite you, you might bleed for a second, but that's about it. But have you been bitten by a poisonous snake? Uh, No, never by a venomous one. I have gone so far as to kind of, like, pick one up before. Obviously, you know, like, I had a stick in one hand. I was keeping its head away from me, but uh, I think that was a timber rattlesnake. (laughs) Nice. And yeah, I know i found copperheads before.
1: So all this on YouTube somewhere where people can see it?
3: Yeah, that's on uh, my uh, channel. It's just my name, Jared Coker. I've actually got a bunch of them floating around. Nice. The and whole it- snake thing actually kind of led to my more um, popular channel, Jared Coker Urbex, though. That's where I explore abandoned stuff. Oh, very cool. Oh, I just
2: saw a story about the abandoned castle. Uh, in missouri maybe maybe you can go find that so uh are you monetized uh through youtube you got enough videos out there like mr beast you know that guy
3: um obviously i'd love to be but uh <laughs> unfortunately uh, i'm not uh, big enough yet for that the youtube uh, thing is um it's kind of difficult to get there because sure. you first need a thousand subscribers which i'm not quite there yet on any channel except for the that explorer channel i talked to that's Within a hundred now well uh, we but you be- also you also need four thousand hours of watch time over the previous year uh-huh. and obviously that means you need a lot of videos you need some like longer videos and you need a lot of people watching them, you
1: know. Well, now that you're on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, you're on your way.
2: I'll just have we'll to get, tell you. We'll get you closer, Absolutely. brother. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, you
3: bet. You bet.
2: No, that's very cool. I uh, and, and, and again, you're, uh, the other credit that uh, you have is uh, you're also a bowler. It's mentioned in your uh, bio that I have. Uh, yep. So, And b- bowling's big in St. Louis. Yeah, but a 300 bowler.
3: Is what he is. Yeah.
2: that's like a whole. Are you a golfer too?
3: <laughs> no, I'm not a golfer. I went to a, a driving range once, and it was very embarrassing. So <laughs> I don't really see golfing in my future. Stick to bowling
1: if you just bowled a 300. Oh, that, yeah. That's fantastic. Good for you.
3: Are you? I will stick to bowling. Are you a married man? No, I'm only uh, 22. Well, well hold I don't on. would be a very smart choice for me at this point, anyway.
2: <laughs> That's good thinking, but there are younger husbands out there. I just didn't know if you had to navigate the, all your explorations of uh, uh, Urbex or magnet fishing or bowling around a wife making decisions with you. I didn't know if that was uh, part of the problem. No, nope, none of that going on right now. Okay, well, good uh, luck. Sounds like you're a little busy. Yeah, from three married guys. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, well, Jared, great talking to you. Mark, you have anything else? No, we're good,
1: Jared's Fantastic, man. Right now I want to go magnet fishing.
3: Thank uh, you. Absolutely. Oh yeah, just definitely. If you think it looks fun, if you got a little extra cash on your hands, I know a decent magnet you can get along with some rope and gloves for less than a hundred bucks. So oh, on my way. On my way. Good deal. Well, Jared
2: Coker, good luck to you. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, see you in the in the in the news uh, the news again about some other great find. Uh, are you going to continue doing the magnet fishing since you had some good luck recently?
3: Oh, absolutely. I know I'm back home now, and I know where all the uh, decent spots are at, so I'll definitely be giving some new ones some try also. Great, great talking to you. Thanks for joining us on
2: Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors where you can even do some magnet fishing. All right, coming up, we've got more for you here on the show. Uh, Travis Moore from the Missouri Department of Conservation and uh, the Lake Sturgeon subject. If you're into uh, fishing for them, stick around. It's coming up next. For you.